right, fellas, welcome to another episode of the Average Baseball Players Podcast. Today, I'm joined by two special guests. Uh, once again, we are joined by my friend Jeff. How are you doing today, Jeff? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And we are also joined by a new guest today, uh, Ted, aka Teddy Ballgame. Ted, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, happy to be on. It's great to have you. So Ted's a very special guest. He's a career 323 hitter in Little League. Um, he was hard to get on the pod. We finally tracked him down, but, uh, we are, we are very gracious to have you, Ted. Oh, happy to be here. All right. So the theme of this podcast is going to be centered out, centered around baseball nicknames. But before we get to that, I want to do a short segment called things that are better than the Mets lineup when Jacob deGrom, uh, pitches. So, um, let's just get into it. Jeff, what do you have? Uh, chugging warm beer is better than the New York Mets when Jake DeGrom pitches. Ted, do you have anything? Yeah, actually, what would go good with warm beer would be soggy leftovers from your refrigerator. Um, so, you know, like, they'll, they'll still satisfy your appetite, but you're not really enjoying eating said soggy leftovers. From any, Are you thinking of any restaurant in particular? I mean, for me, like, any sort of, like, pizza place that gives you just a really, like, absorb like water absorbent sub roll um that you're having to like pull out of your fridge after eating like half of it and then going back into it and having like the lettuce still be like kind of crunchy only the only thing that's really adding any sort of crunch to the meal um (laughs) but yeah I mean there's like there's a dime a dozen of these places like around the corner from any like you know apartment in the city but yeah soggy leftovers I feel like are, are better than the Mets when Jacob DeGrom pitches. You basically I just described Michael Conforto right now. <laughs> I was thinking of, of an inanimate object that, yeah. um, that is essentially what the Mets put up at the plate every time Jake DeGrom pitches. And what came to mind was just a sleeve of Ritz crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to hit at least 115, which right now would be above the average for the Mets lineup when DeGrom's on the bump. So, um, Ritz yeah, crackers are a switch hitter, though. Yeah. 20, 27, 27 at bats to a sleeve of Ritz crackers. <laughs> <laughs> a small strike zone, though. The on base percentage is going to be very high against that. Sleeve yeah, zero crackers. runs, though. So, I had the guy who sends $2 Venmo request, uh, requests, expired milk. Um, do you guys have anything else? Um, I would say like junk drawer pens. Yeah. Like those pens that just like you get from like, you know, conferences or, um, you know, from your parents' house or something that you stole that you just pull it out and there's just like a, a generic blue or black pen. Yeah. Those are better than the Mets when Jake DeGrom pitches. I agree. <laughs> All right. And that was things that are better than the Mets lineup when Jacob DeGrom pitches. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get to the topic at hand, which are the best nicknames in baseball history. Um, similar to what we did with the episode where we listed our top five players you want to get a cold one with, we're going to do the same format. Pick a starting rotation of our favorite baseball nicknames. They could be from any era, basically anything under the baseball umbrella you could pick from. Um, but before we get to that draft, do you guys, did you guys have any nicknames growing up, uh, playing the game? Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. 
Yeah, when I was in Little League, I, I played on a team with you, I believe. And our, our coach at the end of the season gave everyone an award and a nickname. And I won the most improved fielder award. <laughs> uh, I think that season I played a lot of left field. Um, what, it, what I want to ask is, yeah. what was your first game like? How many did you botch like seven balls in one inning? Or was it like a bad first practice and then you just you really locked down that Rawlings baseball glove after. Yeah, no, I I remember I, um, um, I took a one hopper in left field and there, there was a runner on second, you know, and we were like nine years old, but I had an arm. So I saw this kid just, you know, round third and he's heading home. And I absolutely slung the ball just over the backstop into the woods. (laughs) And, um, you knocked out Mrs. Robinson with that throw, didn't you? <laughs> it was it was embarrassing. So yeah. I, I did. I yeah, it was it was terrible. So you know, all year I, I just kind of worked on my game and um, I, I learned what a cutoff man was that year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, most improved fielder award, and then my nickname was the Rocket because of my my absolute cannon arm. It, yeah, you had a, a legal weapon on your right side of your body there, and you weren't afraid to use it. Uh, really came in handy in the remember that semifinals game against uh, the the athletics we uh, really used it that that outfield assist yeah. you had in the third inning was huge for us absolutely uh, how about you Ted well I introduced you as Teddy Ballgame but I know you're a man of many nicknames what else, what else yeah yeah the, the one that really um, comes to mind for me was um, when I was a junior in high school we were playing on the same high school team together Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the regional newspaper in Rhode Island, um, which probably about six people read, um, the, the writer called me. Uh, All the three second... of which are in this Zoom chat right now. Exactly. Yeah. 50% readership is on this, uh, presenting this podcast. Um, the, the writer called me a second baseman with pop. Um, you know, not like the, the South County Sultan or like, you know, Alfonso Soriano wannabe like nothing like with nothing that was cool just that I played second base and I had a little bit of pop in my bat I, I do remember you introducing yourself to people at parties that summer as the South County Sultan and it really it got you a lot of extra invites to parties after that because that's true very, yeah they're very impressed with that once they knew that the South County Sultan was walking through the doors all bets were off <laughs> Yeah, um, didn't really have many nicknames for myself. My playing days kind of went by Belt High Bradley because I was prone to serving them up Belt High to the opposing hitter. But um, we won't talk about that. We'll talk about these actual talented baseball players now, and we'll get into picking our starting rotation. So um, same thing, like I said before, we're going to pick five guys. Um, Jeff, you'll lead it off. Ted, you'll go second, and then I will uh, round it out and go third. Uh, Jeff, the floor is yours. Who do you got? Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll kick things off here. Um, so the first person I want to touch on, his name is Gary Bell and he played, uh, major league baseball from 1958 to 1969. Uh, and his nickname was ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I had a feeling this draft was going to be with people I had never heard of before and we're off to a great yeah. start yeah so get Gary Bell ding dong uh was actually pretty good he he was uh he won 121 games 
and lost 117 games. So I feel like that's a lot of wins for, for an 11 year career. Wait, so um, he was a, he was a pitcher and his nickname was Ding Dong. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, yeah. He was a pitcher and his name was, was Ding Dong. He was a fourth star. Um, let's see. He, he was a Texas boy. Um, and yeah, he was, he was a young phenom, Brad, kind of like Ripper Collins, the rip. Oh, wow. Um, so when he was coming up in the league, he was, he was pretty sought after. He was a four-time all-star, but my favorite fact about Ding Dong is he overlapped with Tommy John on the Cleveland Indians and, and was, was a good buddy of, of Tommy John. Um, so anyway, when I, when I saw this nickname, I, I read his Sabre profile to see, you know, where the nickname came from. And, uh, there was no mention of anything about Ding Dong, but, <laughs> baseball reference and wikipedia both state that that is his nickname so that's my first pick i love the pick he uh i'm assuming since there's no background of how he got the nickname there is a slight chance that his family members edited those pages themselves and put that in there (laughs) which i really respect um didn't see gary bell going one one in this uh this uh episode but i love it uh, Ted, Ted, who do you have as your, uh, your first pick? So my, my first pick, I'm going to go with, um, my favorite Japanese baseball player right now. Um, that's Justin Bohr and his nickname is the Portobello Crush Room. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what I can only imagine is based off of the absolute bombs he hits. Yeah. Um, that, that speaks for itself there. Yeah, I mean, just just seeing that, like, it has nothing to do with his last name. Just someone in the dugout one day decided to start calling Justin Bohr the the Portobello Crush Room, um, <laughs> which I think is just an all time nickname for anyone that uh, can hit bombs. Yeah, he he's probably a guy that destroys the locker room buffets pre and post game, and he hits tanks on the field. So uh, that's a very in a decent MLB career, you know, bounced around a little bit um, between like triple A, low A, high A. I mean, his his baseball reference page looks like, you know, a DNA strand from all the different uh, like combinations of, of league names that he's been a part of. But yeah, my first pick, Portobello Crush Room, Justin Bohr. So he's off the board. Um, he was high on my list because once you see that nickname, it's so it's obviously going to catch your eye. Um, now I'm up. My first pick, you know, I, I would be doing a disservice to this podcast and all the fellas if I didn't take him with my first pick. I got to go with Ray Burger King, uh, the first guest of the Average Baseball Players pod. Um, if you didn't listen to the episode where I interviewed him, he explains how he got the nickname. So I'll let you guys uh, go back and listen to that. I won't explain it fully here, but... Uh, yeah, you're going to have it Ray's way. You're not going to have it your way. You're going to have it Ray's way when he's on the mound. So he is my first pick. He is a legend, a very nice guy. So I got to take him. Yeah, can't, I mean, we're, we're going to have to name the podcast after, after Ray. But when we, it's all said and done. I have no opposition to that. He, uh, I, I would be very happy if we did that. So uh, 
Um, had to make my first pick. Uh, Jeff, who you got for your second pick? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just want to jump in real quick and just say how cool it is that Ray King agreed to to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was yeah, super nice. Down-to-earth people like, like Ray. I mean, that's so cool. Um, all right, so second up for me, um, this is more of a household name, kind of reeling it in from, from Gary Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, th- this player I picked because, A, I think it's an awesome nickname, and, B, he was such a great player and a fan favorite for, for quite a while. Um, so for, for my second pick, I have Shane Victorino, the flying Hawaiian. Love it. Yeah, I, he, he was just so good um, for, for a very solid stretch of time. He played, you know, for, in two World Series for two different teams, um, he was a great outfielder. Um, he hit 108 career home runs. He batted 275. He has over 1,200 hits. But my favorite tidbit about Shane Victorino, um, being Hawaiian, when he was playing for the Phillies, they had a Shane Victorino day where it was, they were um, celebrating Hawaiian heritage. Um, and he hit a walk-off home run that, that game, which yeah. is kind of uh, they flew in his family for that, and he walked it off on on the Shane Victorino day, which I think is epic. So you can't, he, yeah, you can't write a better script than that. No, you really can't. And I, he won. He's won so many awards, um, you know, just for being a great guy off the field. Uh, so yeah, Shane Victorino, the Flying Hawaiian. One of the biggest postseason home runs in Red Sox history was hit by Shane Victorino. Yeah, uh, that I believe Grand Slam against the Tigers, 2013. So he he's forever a legend with them in Hawaii sure. with the Phillies. Uh, love the pick, uh, Ted. Who you got with your your next pick? So this next one is a uh, is a shout out to one of my good buddies um, who actually created this nickname, and it ended up getting picked up um, by a few like different random like MLB blogs or sites based on the fact that, like, my buddy in college uh, named Mark Kotze the human toaster um, (laughs) because of his ability to toast runners out at the plate. And that was Mark Kotze's nickname in Wikipedia for, like, three to five years, I think. Like, we'd be hanging out, and we'd go back and look at Mark Kotze's Wikipedia page, and it would still be the human toaster. They have since taken it down, um, but just showing the ability for something to, to go viral um, but just being able to just give random baseball players uh, nicknames. So Mark Kotze, human toaster, another uh, Red Sox player that, um, that, you know, had a great little stint in Boston. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my number two pick. Feeling, feeling good thus far about my first two. Yeah, it's a solid start. Um, I'm looking it up right now, and it's, you weren't lying. It was, it's on a lot of blogs here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of upset. I didn't come up with this nickname myself. It's uh it's perfect though. Yeah. I can't believe how long of a career he had. He played for 17 years, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven organizations. Wow. Uh, and, and talk about an average baseball player. Uh, not a single accolade. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice pick Ted. But he's a guy that everyone recognizes, you know, like everyone knows the name Mark Kotze. Yeah. Oh, big time. And he, I mean, he coaches for the A's now. Like he's still very much involved in the league. Yeah. 
Yes, but yeah, but, all around. I mean, I've ne- I never heard anything bad about him. Um, just twenty-one career war. That's solid. Yeah. Baseball lifer. Yeah, he uh, the human toaster. We got to get that on the baseball reference page. It seems like it's the only site that doesn't have it. You know, and <laughs> maybe they got to write. We got to write it once we release this episode. We got to. We gotta they cross reference all their sources, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, uh, another solid pick. Uh, with my second pick, I'm going to go with Jack Hanahan. His nickname was the Super Manahan. He was a third and first baseman for uh, the Tigers, Athletics, Reds, Indians, and the Mariners from 2006 to 2014. Career 231 hitter. Um, but yeah, he's the Super Manahan. I think it's a nickname that he is very deserving of his 29 career home runs. And when I was searching baseball reference nicknames, it was one that jumped out at me and I couldn't let it go past the second round. So I had to take the Superman hand. I, I took serious note of him in, in 08 when he had nine home runs. Yeah. He was a force to be reckoned with then. Yeah. I, I sleeved up his rookie card um, after that season. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge I'm a huge super Mahanahan fan. Yeah, it's a tough one to say. I I, uh, I kind of struggled with it when I said it, but um, couldn't let it uh, not be on my my draft board. So I had to get him in my starting rotation. And not much of a reaction is what I was expecting with that one. <laughs> I was just trying to think about like if the MLB figured out how to do you know NBA Top Shot and like you know learn how to monetize yeah, yeah, their yeah. players like the the manahan hanahan uh top shot of him hitting one of his eight home runs in 2008 would be a uh a good one for sure oh i would i would like spend every single dollar that i had on that one and instantly just make my ex-wife gertrude even that more angry at me <laughs> once i do that so um yeah let's get to the uh, the third round jeff what you got with your uh your pick yeah so I think that this is this is another one of my all-time favorite nicknames because I think it's so fitting for this player. And this uh, this is a player that we had brought up um, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the people who we wanted to have a, a brewski with at the bar. Mm-hmm. So my third pick is is big sexy Bartolo Colon. Um, I, I just there was no way I was making it through this episode without dropping that nickname. Yeah. Um, He's just not a good looking dude. <laughs> hey, 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 let's that's that's your opinion. Yeah. Let the people make right. up their minds on yeah, that. Yeah, let's let's let his seven wives make that decision. Okay. He's big and he is sexy. Um and also just an awesome baseball player, Cy Young Award winner, 247 career wins, over 2,500 strikeouts. He's not Hall of Fame level, but he's certainly one of those guys that you can make an argument for. He's the so, Hall of Very Good. He's like at the yeah. forefront of it. Would it surprise me if he made a comeback? Yeah, that that's a that's a guy and a nickname that I knew you were probably going to take in this one, so I didn't even take put it on my board because it wouldn't feel right if I took him. You have a much closer personal uh, uh, connection to him. But his home run that he hit in San Diego is one of those, you know exactly where you were when it happened. I remember I was at a restaurant, I believe a Rainforest Cafe in the DMV area when I was living down there that one time. 
everyone was looking at their phones and it's like, what just happened? Like, what happened? And you hear like two tables over, like, oh my God, he did it. It happened. It happened. And you're like, what? What happened? Bartolo went yard. And then like the TVs all went to it. Um, do you guys remember where you were when Bartolo went yard for the, for the first and only time? Yeah. So I, I don't miss many Mets games. So when I'm not in front of my TV or my computer, I have it streaming on my phone and I was going to the bathroom uh-huh. and I had the game on my phone while I was taking care of business and, and Tolo went yard and um, it got messy. Wow. So you were dropping bombs when he was dropping bombs. Yeah. He Love made it. me drop the bomb. <laughs> I think of uh, like just the, the visual of him hitting a home run, kind of like that meme that's like a crowded bar where they're just playing the video on the oh, screen yeah. and everyone just is going crazy. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, back when we could go to bars and, and hang out, that that's probably what the scene looked like. That's, yeah, it's what like greatest bar looked like that, that day when that happened. Exactly. He, he had a book, right? Pretty, fairly recently, maybe a couple months ago around the holidays. I think he, he literally wrote a book. Did he? I think so. Wow. Well, thank you for mentioning that because that is now our, even though they're not paying us, that's our official sponsor for this episode. Go buy Bartolo Colon's potential book. Go, go yeah. out there. Oh, go to your oh, nearest Barnes Noble. <laughs> You guys will love this. The book is called Big Sexy in His Own Words by Bartolo Colon. Oh, hell yeah. I got to go get that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at Barnes & Noble or just probably order on Amazon tonight. I'm going to do that. That's awesome. That's incredible. Where, where the wild things are, part two. <laughs> you guys remember when he was, uh, he kind of resurrected his career with the Mets mm-hmm. and or just like buying shirts with his face like superimposed on it, like I yeah, want it so badly. <laughs> yeah, those those probably sell sold out immediately. So uh, you're gonna have to get them on the secondary market just for three times the original price, but it's worth it. All right, uh, T- Ted, who do you got for your uh, your third pick? So uh, I was doing some research for this pod. Um, you know, wanted to make sure I got the right uh, some right stats and, and the right names to include. Um, but for my third pick. This, this particular player, just based on what I found out about this player's nickname, was one of the more hilarious findings I've ever found. So you guys are familiar with that chant that I think like the United States, like men's and women's soccer team made famous, or at least Utah, Utah State's, um, I think it was Utah State's national soccer team. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, just their soccer team and the Utah State's um, basketball team, I think. Uh, the I Believe That We Will Win. Yep. So apparently when Stephen Vogt played at or played for the A's, um, all the A's fans would start chanting, I believe in Stephen Vogt. I believe in Stephen Vogt. <laughs> and they would like bang drums. And I, w- I saw that like he was just so taken aback and humbled by the people of Oakland. And it could actually be hilarious to like put this video clip in because of how hilarious these fans are just chanting how much they believe in this you know slightly above average hitting catcher with like really stubby legs to get on base (laughs) and score runs for them I so I'm going to try to get the audio of that and add that as the app the outro um I've never heard of this before but I'm I'm all in on this looking at his baseball uh, reference page now his nickname is listed as just I believe yeah, it's just I believe. And I was like, how where did this name come from? And it's from that I believe that we will win chant that people just 
it went viral, and that's that's his nickname when still? he went up and played for the uh, the A's. He has two dingers this year. He's still at it. People are yeah. still oh, yeah. believing in him. That's incredible. Very sneaky, silent G in his last name. Yeah. Oh, it's very silent, like lasagna. Shout out to Lil Wayne. Um, he he kind of looks like uh, like Max Scherzer's brother too, but like he does, like like the younger, fatter version of Max Scherzer or something. Hey, we don't body shame on this podcast, okay? We don't. We don't. This is a Stephen vote uh, uh, fan. Uh, we do not. After, we do not accept any slander of Stephen vote. After talking about big sexy, I mean, anything goes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is he the first player that we've mentioned that's currently playing still? Uh, yes. Unless Bartolo Colon makes a comeback, which is it could happen. Hey, I follow him on Instagram. He's always trying to make a comeback. Yeah, I saw him on the treadmill. He looked uh, he looked uh, pretty uh, pretty athletic. Limber. There, so. limber. <laughs> Very yeah, limber. Yeah, we'll say that. Okay, for my uh, my third pick, I'm gonna go with uh, easily. One of my top three favorite St. Louis Browns pitchers of all time, as well as one of my favorite Brooklyn Robins of all time. And that is a uh, former right-handed pitcher, Sloppy Thurston. Mm. Uh, his first name is Hollis. His, or his full name is Hollis John Thurston. Um, there's some debate of how he got his nickname. He, uh, so first of all, he pitched from 1923 to 1933. Uh, and Sloppy was actually kind of an ironic nickname some thought his teammates gave him that nickname because he was always showing up to games in full suits, just looking really dapper. Um, but he, he begged to differ. He said to reporters when they asked him, how do you get the sloppy nickname? You're so sharp. You're so handsome. How do you do it? Sloppy. You're so amazing. He, uh, he actually said he had a bad habit of spilling milk on him as a kid. So that's, it was a nickname given to him from his mother. Um, so that's how he became to know, be known as the sloppy Thurston. So that's a deep cut for the ABP fans out there. Um, had to have him on my team. So I'm going with Sloppy Thurston. Well, we, we know his grandson. Yeah, we, we actually do. Um, yeah, we, we had met his grandson a while ago. Great dude. Yeah, he, uh, he invited us to our, uh, his cookout for uh, Memorial Day a couple of years ago. And yeah. uh, I think we're still recovering from it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I felt like a real fish out of water at that, uh, that party. But yeah. it was... Uh, Definitely worth the attendance. Yeah, it, it was worth it for the stories. But once they broke out the Jameson, it was kind of like, okay, I I don't want to be here anymore. It got a little violent and it got actually literally sloppy. So yeah, yeah. But it was it was worth making the trip to uh, North Dakota for that. Um, Jeff, who uh, who do you got for your uh, your fourth round pick? Yeah, four, fourth round pick. I, I feel like this is a name that we've thrown around in in the world of average baseball a few times. Um, I, I was really drawn to Mikey Matuk's nickname. <laughs> I see Ted. I see Ted. Oh, Ted, did you did you? You pick stole mine. Matuk? That was number four. Oh. all right. Well, hey, what, but hey, that's that's good drafting. Yeah, Nighthawk. Nighthawk. He probably gave it to himself. <laughs> that loser. All right, all right. So uh, I'll tell you why I think it's funny, and then I'll just do another one. Um, no, no, no. That's your pick. You sure? I don't want to take one away from Ted. No, no. It's already been – you already took No, nah, take board. it. I didn't so, want to have to say his name on this I podcast and honor him. I can't out of the thousands of, Nick, of baseball players, Ted, you and I did land, uh, land the same one. So anyway, his every time I think of his nickname, I think of 
uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley calling one another the Night Hawk in yeah. in Step Brothers, <laughs> or, or like I feel like that's a nickname that they would use in that movie. Yeah. I imagine, yeah, when that like Players Weekend came up and they're like, uh, you could have your nickname on the back of your jersey. He just watched Step Brothers with like Nick Castellanos and is like, uh, um, what's my nickname? Uh, uh, Nighthawk. Okay, we'll go with that. Nighthawk. Ted, you have some other nicknames for him, don't you? Quick rundown on Mikey. Yeah, he's a cat. He looks like a cat. So when I was making notes on Mikey Matuk, uh, 235 career batting average, 208 career hits, 33 home runs, and 97 RBIs. And next to that, I just wrote LOL in my notes. I, I, <laughs> um, and then he had a career war of 0.3. Thank, thank God he's out of the league. <laughs> he uh he's with the white Sox system right now he appeared in five games of spring training but hey he was a national champ at lsu he, he did win it all at lsu i believe right i think so he was part of that good team with like dj LeMayhew. Yeah. um i think yeah they, i think they overlapped on that same team he did go yard right in our face at that game at fenway a couple years ago so he uh he kind of mentally owns you i'd say yeah after he like dm'd like all of our like all the girls that we were with like trying to like say what up to them because he was in town for the night hey when you're mikey matuk you could you could do that yeah Um, i guess shoot or shoot yeah he's a volume shooter he's a nick young he's the nick young of baseball um i feel like to have a nickname that badass though you have to be a little bit better than what he's kind of put put up hey he's a beast he made it to the bigs um matuk madness is a holiday i celebrate every monday Mikey Matuk Monday, so um, I think he's worthy of the Nighthawk nickname. No, you have to say a badass. You have to say the Nighthawk. Nighthawk. <laughs> uh, Ted, who you got for your uh, fourth round pick now that your fourth original, originally planned fourth round pick was just taken yeah, how, right before you. We even ride. had him for the same pick. I know. Crazy. And I was like, nobody's going to pick him, but I had him. Yeah. Uh, I did not see Jeff taking him there. No, no, that was a good, good, good value pick by Jeff. Um, <laughs> no so my, I'm going to, I'm going to pick my first pitcher, I think, cause I've been all, um, you know, hitters at this point, but I'm going to go with um, Bronson Arroyo. His nickname, according to baseball reference is Saturn nuts. Saturn nuts. Saturn, like the seventh planet from the sun. Nuts. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's apparently just a lot of, you know, people questioning where that nickname came from. Is it really Bronson Arroyo's nickname? Um, how do you call someone Saturn nuts? Like, I feel like that has to have some sort of a, a backstory. Maybe he's got like, you know, not that good looking of a package or something where people are calling him Saturn nuts. Um, but I know that he's been on ABP a lot, you know, for obvious reasons. One of the but, more... Yeah, he, um... Yeah, I posted him when the Spotify like year down yearly like rundowns came out because he was my number one played artist like he is every year. And yeah. he, he lost in the mediocre madness finals to Lyle Overbay uh last year. So he's a he's a staple. His album covering the bases is one of the better albums to ever be released. It it saved my life, I'd say. <laughs> hey Brad, we randomly bumped in to one another at, at that Mets game. 
which was by oh, such an average Mets game or just yeah. baseball game in general. So much happened that day that is honestly worthy of conversation. But uh, wasn't Bronson Arroyo the starting pitcher for the Reds that game? He was. He was. He uh, he took the mound shortly after Aaron Carter sang the national anthem. Yes. That is a true statement. So, you could look that up. Yeah. Ted, do you do you know of this this instance? I don't think so, no. Enlighten so, me. totally by chance, my dad and I <clears throat> went down to City Field for a Mets game. And coincidentally, uh, Brad, TJ, and, and Mr. V were, <laughs> were at the same game. And that game was Bronson Arroyo for the Reds. And the Mets starter was Dylan G. And Aaron Carter sung the national anthem. Jason Bay died. <laughs> there was a post-game concert by Ario Speedwagon. And all was right, right in the world that day. It was. I mean, how unbelievable we peaked that day. day that was. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, Jay Bruce had the inside of the Parker when yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Bay just went face first into the fence. Uh and he got booed off the field as he got carried off because he suffered a very severe concussion. But um, that's just how she goes sometimes. Yeah, it, it was a, a monumental day at the uh, at the yard. One I'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Bronson Arroyo, looking at his page, he has a million nicknames listed there. But I think he chose the right one. Maybe I would have gone with Free Love, but I think Saturn Nuts is just something that can't be topped for, for that list. It's like a. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's just like like Mad Libs. Like name a a noun and then another noun, and like a seven year old just names the first two things that are on their head, and then you get Saturn nuts. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get to the bottom of. It. We got to hopefully get Bronson on the pod so we could talk about that nickname. I'm sure he would rather do anything else than hop on and do that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to try. He'd be a great guest. Yeah, he would. And do like a little concert, maybe sing a like an yeah. outro song for us. I was going to ask you guys a quick question about Bronson Arroyo. Hit us. Uh, did he pitch a no-hitter for the Paw Sox? I believe so. I, I think him and Hideo Noma were the only ones. To, or Hideo Noma did for the, uh, for the Red Sox, correct? Um, Hideo I think Nomo so. definitely has a no hitter. Yeah, Hideo Nomo definitely threw a no hitter. It might be with the Dodgers. I don't know. But Either way, he had no hit stuff. He, he was he had yeah. no hit potential every time he stepped onto the hill, and he has a all time nickname. So uh, it's a great pick there. Great value at fourth in the fourth round, um, <laughs> but perhaps not as great value as my fourth round pick now. And I'm diving into the world of backyard baseball for this one. I'm going with Lisa Crockett, a.k.a. the Mad Dog. Now, fellas, how, how familiar, how often do you guys play backyard baseball in the day? Back in the day, it was like a daily occurrence. Yeah. That was like, you know, all you do. There was, you know, when you weren't playing outside, you are playing, playing on your computer or your GameCube. Yeah. She, uh... And Lisa Crockett she probably was never picked on your team, but she was always on mine. Um, her bio list, I'm just going to read her bio real quick. 
Lisa, a no-nonsense pitcher, is a strong and determined force on the mound with great movement on her hooks. You could tell by her serious nature that she knows how to get the job done. Actions speak louder than words, you know. She was the mad dog. Always <laughs> finding a spot on my team in the eight hole was a weekday starter for me. She, everything about her seemed just, you know, quietness, like timidness. Like she just didn't really have that brash nature about her. But when she stepped onto the field, she was the mad dog. Nothing was getting by her. So she, she had to be my pick when I'm uh, diving into the backyard baseball world. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, What's that? I said she was always on my team in backyard football. Did you guys play any of the other backyard games? Like backyard football, backyard hockey. Oh, yeah. So fun. Oh, I was a backyard stand. What what would she be on your team in the uh, the football? uh... She was quick. She was was fast. So I don't know. I'd probably running back or receiver. She was just – you know, yeah, put her in the slot and then let her go. Yeah. Yeah, she's – in baseball, she's rated as an 8 out of 10 in running. Um, and I think that's kind of underselling her, honestly. Like, she could have very well – she's not Pete Wheeler speed, but right, she's right. up She's up there for sure. Right. Like well, do you Marquise. know that, that um, the, the old talk show, Mike and the Mad Dog? Yeah. With Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lisa was – yeah, the Mad – she's the Mad Dog's niece, right? No, no, she's – she is the Mad Dog. She is the Mad Dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. That's a little inside <laughs> baseball that I didn't know about. <laughs> I just blew my mind. You learn something new every day, I guess. I thought I knew everything about Lisa Crockett. Turns out I don't. All right, let's uh, let's get to the last round, Jeff. Who you got with your uh, your last pick? All right. Um, another fan favorite, kind of in the same vein as Shane Victorino, but I kind of want to. I want to switch it up a little bit i'm gonna give you guys some stats and i want you to guess who it is okay all right let's uh, do it <clears throat> he was on two different world series teams he had 1414 hits he batted a career 280 with only 35 home runs and he played from 2001 to 2010, um, primarily, well, not primarily. I guess he split his career between two teams that have the same color scheme. Okay. Is it Skip Schumacher? Uh, right, uh, right team. Oh, I. it's uh... – David Eckstein. David Eckstein, the X Factor. Hell yeah. <laughs> love it. David Found Eckstein, out. yeah. I, I just – I love that nickname, the X Factor. Uh, he was just so fun to watch, I feel like. Um, you know, when he was on the Angels and, and St. Louis, he was just, you know, one of the best leadoff hitters for six – five, six years in, in Major League Baseball. He had a little bit of uh, backyard baseball in him as well. He kind of oh, yeah. looked like a like a Reese Worthington type of player. Oh. Let's not insult David Eckstein like that. He is. <laughs> he, come on, he is not just a Reese in, just in ter- just in terms of like sheer physicality. Yeah, 
Yeah, similar build, I guess. But yeah, it's actually a crime he was never in one of those games because he seems like he was a backyard kid. Like he was oh, in yeah. the neighborhood. He, he grew up right around the corner from Steely Stadium. He was World Series MVP. I, yeah. I mean, he was, he was a stud for a few years. But I just love the nickname, the X Factor. He was my fifth pick, fifth and final pick, David Eckstein, the X Factor. Yeah, 5'6", 170 is listed at. We're not going to see many guys like that again. No. no. Jose Altuve is probably the, the guy closest to David Eckstein in, you know, physical stature, but totally different player. Yeah, but, you know, Eckstein, he's got a little more integrity than Jose. That's why I love him. Uh, Ted, who you got for your uh, your final pick? How are you rounding out your draft? So I, um, I went – with my fifth pick, I went in a little bit of a different direction. Um, and I started searching for, like, just the funniest nicknames that I found. But just knowing how we're going to like land land this plane on a uh, our, our our list of five, I'm going to go with um, Franklin Death to Flying Things Gutierrez. And <laughs> I was spending a lot of time on Baseball Reference and basically noticed that everyone has the nickname Dutch. Like for whatever reason, that that was everyone's nickname in uh. the twentieth in the twentieth century. Um, but Franklin Gutierrez had the nickname death to flying things Such as well as, team. as well as Jack Chapman, who, uh, who played for the 1875 St. Louis Brown stockings. Never forget as him. well, as well as Bob Ferguson, who was known as a third baseman, second baseman, catcher, manager, and umpire um, <laughs> who also played in the same uh, I wouldn't even call it a round ball era as Jack Chapman. So the fact that three, the, the fact that these three gentlemen share the same name of death to flying things, a gives me hope that that nickname is going to live on for infamy. And there's going to be someone a hundred years from now with that nickname. Um, but I guess it was just based on how Franklin Gutierrez patrolled the outfield and just, you know, would catch balls out of the air and people would say that he was putting death to flying things. Talk about talk about a badass nickname right there. That is that is a great one. Ted, use that nickname in a sentence as if you were talking about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like you're telling me to like freestyle rap right now. I have to like really like think about like where to like what to say. Um, like in terms of like how his nickname, like how he use, uses nickname. No, like, just like just like you know. Uh, Pretend you're watching Sunday Night Baseball and he, you know, had a diving catch in the outfield or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like commentate a game and say like uh, Kevin Kuzminoff just hit a ball to the left center gap, but he tracked it down. With John Shambi and uh, calling the game and it's a crack to center field and it's Franklin Gutierrez and diving catch and it's once again Franklin death to flying things Gutierrez ends the inning. Mariners up 3-2 going into the bottom of the eighth. What a catch. Nice. That was awesome. That's perfect. Phenomenal job and phenomenal Shambi there. Big that's boog, a tough uh, one to pull boog, up. Big Boog Shambi guy. Oh, uh, who isn't? That guy is everything that's right about the announcing game in baseball. Need him on more broadcasts. Uh, so uh, as Mr. Irrelevant in this draft, the last pick in this uh, nickname draft, I wanted to get someone that's going to hold it down behind the dish. Uh, you guys know me well. You know that I love um, backup catchers. So I would 
never forgive myself if I didn't tank Henry Blanco, a.k.a. Hank White. A career war of negative 0.1 with a 223 average and 72 home runs. Very self-explanatory nickname, why he's Hank White. Um, just so simple, but that's just him. You know, he's just, he shows up to the ballpark every day. He's Hank White. He checks in, he blocks a couple dirt balls for you. He doesn't let the ball get by you. He's going to call a great game and he's going to get out of there. And then he's going to go home and get some five layer burritos. That's Hank White for you. So I had to get him. 16 year career. His career high for hits in a season is 67 hits. 67 hits. And that hey, was good, 2000. Good for him. He, he was around forever. Yeah. You see, there's always a spot for uh, Hank White on your team. Teams are always going to find a way to get him on your roster. The, I do wish that he got a little more chance to spin. You know, I wish he only had two seasons where he played over 100 games. Wish we got to see him spin a little more. But uh, but I'll take what we could get with him. 16 years of backup, solid catching. I will gladly take him. We are, the, ba- the game of baseball is in a better place because he played. Imagine talking shop with him and the stories that he has and just like the tips oh and tricks God. of how to, how to be a catcher. I bet he's got stories for days. I bet he would be a phenomenal coach too. I think he, he is a coach. It looks like. Yeah. He, yeah. He's a bullpen coach for the Nats. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. He's probably the only person that could calm down Max Scherzer in that entire franchise. Yeah, like he doesn't take anyone else seriously. But when Hank White comes up to him, he's like, "Hey, Max, let's uh, let's calm down here. We got to settle down." He's like, "All right, whatever Hank White says." That Eleven goes. different franchises. Perfect. That's the kind of guy he's, that he's literally. Out, right? He's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very high compliment, right there. It, it doesn't absolutely. it doesn't get better than that. No, it does not. Um, so yeah, that, that rounds it out. I'm sure you guys have some honorable uh, mentions of other guys that didn't uh, make it onto your draft boards, but, uh, you guys want to run through some other guys that, uh, you had written down? Yeah, Yeah. I, I I had one other guy written down. Um, and I feel like he just is the epitome of, of kind of what we're celebrating with this podcast. I, I had never heard of him before. Um, average nickname, average career. <laughs> His name is Rex Hudler. If you guys want to look him up, H-U-D-L-E-R. Um, his nickname is Wonder Dog, <laughs> which I think is very silly. Um, he looks like a Wonder Dog, yeah. Yeah. He's happy, just, he just looks yeah. like a happy dog, you know? Yeah, like, look at, just look at, you know, 261 batting average, 56 home runs, 461 hits, 6.3, you know, war. Um, he was a first-round pick, but, yeah, like, I don't know, just, like, what a soft nickname. Any potential listeners from the Kansas City era are just screaming at their phones right now because yeah. he's currently a broadcaster for the Royals, so he's the voice of their franchise, and I'm sure he's phenomenal. I'm sure he does a great job of that. Well, I'm sorry, Rex. If, if you if you hear this, <laughs> oh, he's a listener. He's definitely a listener. He caught my eye. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's a it's a great uh, great shout out to Rex. Uh, so that that's the only one you had, uh, Ted. What else? What else did you have? I had um, honorable mention um, Ed <laughs> Ed the Wild Elk of Wasatch Huser. <laughs> Um, old baseball player who played in the 1930s. Um, 
had the nickname the wild elk of Wasatch or Wasatch. I think I might be mispronouncing that, but had no idea what Wasatch was, looked it up and it was a mountain range in Idaho. Um, so why and how Crazy Ed got that nickname is beyond me, but imagine, you know, getting or being called the wild elk of Wasatch when, you know, you're up at the plate and John Shambi is saying, <laughs> you know, here, here comes the wild elk of Wasatch, Ed user. <laughs> Oh man, that, that's um, hand up. Never heard of him before. I'm not going to act like I did, but I'm now. I'm very grateful that you brought him up now. And yep. And then the only other one um, that almost made my list was uh, Carl Everett, was known as Jurassic Carl. Oh, I am pissed. I didn't have that written down. Yeah, <laughs> that reasons. one for so many different reasons. Jurassic Carl is a, a hilarious nickname for for Carl Everett. That's. I love that. Uh, so what else I had uh, written down, I had the human rain delay, which is a nickname for two guys, Pedro Baez, who's a pitcher uh, most recently for the Dodgers, I believe. And uh, Mike Hargrove, who was a first baseman who played a couple decades ago, just because he took his time getting into the batter's box. Uh, human rain delay just reminds me of like a boring study hall class that we would have. And then you just <laughs> equate that to a relief pitcher, just someone who takes forever, just really frustrating to watch, but. Um, when you have a nickname like that, it makes it all okay. Uh, I had Willie Bloomquist, a.k.a. Spork. Uh, I feel like, Ted, you may have given him that nickname because um, he just – he could do it all. You know, he could scoop it up or he could, you know, he could cut it for you. He just – that was Willie Bloomquist. That's a story for another day. Yeah, it is. Well, we'll, we'll have a whole, like, season of episodes about that. Um, I had Matt Stairs, a.k.a. the Wonder Hamster. Um, I tried to figure out why he got that nickname and there's an interview with him and he's like, I have no idea, but a fan called me that from Oakland one time. So it just stuck. Um, and then I had a bunch of uh, old, like old timey nicknames. Cause I think those are always hilarious. I had high pockets, Kelly. He was a six, four pitcher from 1915 to 1932. So he may as well have been seven, two in that time. Um, which is why he's called High Pockets Kelly, a.k.a. Long or Long George Kelly. I had Slippy Feet Stevenson, Pothole Peterson, and Harry Hillside Harrison. I actually made up all those three names right there, but they are very believable guys that could have played for the St. Louis Browns. Um, and I also had the big unit because that's a very badass nickname. It is. Absolutely. Um, oh, I also had uh, Buckethead our old high school uh, baseball coach because he had a gigantic dome. So shout out to coach Bob. Has to walk indoors sideways because his head doesn't fit in the normal <laughs> way. Yeah. Like the hat that's outside of what is it like the angel stadium? That is actually his, his game used hat. So um, big shout out to him. Uh, also want to give a shout out. We're recording this right after the masters on Sunday. I want to give a shout out to Adam Scott. who finished 54th. Uh, hell of a performance um yeah and thank you fellas for joining i hope we uh could get on a pod another time uh, in the near future i really appreciate it thanks thank for, you yeah thanks for having us always fun brad yeah no problem we'll um we'll start to uh release these lists to uh, the uh, the fellows and let them uh choose for themselves and let us know what nicknames we missed but um That's the episode. Thanks for listening, fellas. Uh, We'll catch you next time on the Average Baseball Players Podcast. Have a good one. I believe! I believe! I believe it! I believe it! I believe in Stephen Bowe! I believe in Stephen Bowe! I believe in Stephen Bowe! I believe in Stephen Bowe!
Sneak onto a porch and scream about all of the feelings that I got In my pocket, pocket Till then I'm just talking, talking I've been missing since the weekend Ask myself, what are you thinking? No reply No surprise I've been planning since I met you Though it's hard to with the sun up in my The sun up in my eye, hear the cry. 